1: It's Christmas in July here at AfterBuzz. I wish it was Christmas. I know. Hi, everybody, and welcome tonight to AfterBuzz TV for Aquarius, episode 9, titled Why. We're so excited to talk about this with you tonight. It kind of started off a little slow and then got crazy and nuts, and we're excited to talk about it. So make sure you follow us on YouTube, SoundCloud, Instagram, everywhere that you can. I'm Paige, I'm your host, uh, Paige Bonanno, and you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Paige Bonanno, and here is my co-host for tonight.
2: Yes, I'm Guy Dave, and you can follow me on Twitter at Guy and Girl Show, same on Facebook as well. So, hey, during the week I was watching CNN, and they do this thing called the 60s, and okay. they, you know, they talk about the 60s, they do a thing called the 70s, and they went into the early 70s, so there was a whole hour on Manson. Wow. And it's the first time I've really seen him, heard him talk the real life the real the real guy so it's like him
1: it in his him old now
2: during after during the murders you know while he's going going go to court um getting put on trial he's just a creepy oh dude my. man oh my god what is with like serial killers and eyes Do
1: i know don't know yeah creepy? their eyes are like real weird there's
2: something creepy where their eyes like get big a couple because of times,
1: they're like, psychopaths
2: Every time at the camera and his eyes just go really wide. And then his girls, his girls waiting outside the courtroom. Yeah. And then he gets found guilty. Yeah. And they're just freaking out, man. they are oh depicted my. so well. They're wearing the same stuff as it is in Aquarius. Right. And they're like, the world... It's vengeance. It's, Satan. it's It's coming. They can't
1: do this. It's, oh, it's, my God. It's They're just, nuts. It's, it was... Ew. Ew.
2: <laughs> it was creepy. They go so, crazy. So it's in the 70s that profiles Manson for all you, all you Aquarius freaks out there. It was, it was good stuff. Wow. Nightmares.
1: nightmares. Nightmares forever. Nightmares. Yeah. Creepy. Oh, God. All right. Well, we're going to talk about this episode, and we're going to begin. Just, it was... It, the, the ending, we just, what did you think about the ending, Guy? Let, let's just start with that. I mean, it was, it was a little, it was just a little nuts, right? Like, we don't want to get too far ahead, but what did you think? So about, like, the episode overall, I guess.
2: The ending? Or the, I,
1: I mean, I, wa- I wanted to know about the ending, but I guess the episode overall, what did you think?
2: Okay, the episode overall was, again, it depicted the 60s, mm-hmm. as we always do. The black, the white, the race... And, it had a, and this time, what we have? we've had celebrity murders, mm-hmm. and now we've had cop murders. Right, so
1: we had a lot of cop murders. In but, this.
2: Um, so And this time, the crime was solved. It's very rarely the crime was solved in mm-hmm. the episode. So.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it was solved in kind of a twisted way, too, so, that we'll get into. The
2: ending, it's not often that they've sort of had a real teaser right. from the end of one episode to the next. Mm-hmm. This time, they did by... Mm-hmm. Manson spiking Hodiak's drink with his drugs. Ooh, smiling. ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now That's it's in. got my suspense even more up. To exactly. It. They don't usually have a teaser. Usually, just ends the episode, then they sort of start fresh. Yeah, the and
1: then they get the new. What's happening next week? They show us a little preview and. Move on, yeah. But now
2: it's following on. But what's going on with NBC? Why can't we, we can't watch the rest now?
1: They took it offline. I mean, before the season started, they had it all online. And then when the season started, they took it off.
2: Did they always plan on doing
1: that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They always plan on doing that. Just to, you know, get people excited, get people watching, and then...
2: Because I went, yeah, I went to watch the episode yesterday. And I couldn't find it. And I thought I was stupid. Oh, you know what? I couldn't work out the, web, yeah. the NBC website. No, it's,
1: I, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to figure that what out. We
2: got, we got four more episodes, right?
1: Four more episodes after today. Yes, so. I guess let's just get into the beginning of the episode. Let's let's start. So we see right away that we come in and it's Christmas in the office, right? So we see Cutler in these Santa jeans, Santa pants. And I just thought that was hilarious. But so we see Cutler and then we see, you know, Brian is being a witness to Jimmy. And, uh, you know, he doesn't want Lucille. He wants to get Guapo because he's the one behind everything. And basically they're telling Brian that he can't arrest Lucille because he's She's his path to Guapo and to Jimmy's death in general. So yeah. he's got a lot, a lot of tracks to follow here.
2: Yeah, which is now. Now I can hear myself. Is that better? <laughs> <laughs> I was really struggling with that. I couldn't hear myself. There you go. But um, that yeah, the, the life of undercover. You know, you always go for the big shot person, the right. And
1: but he's finding out that he can't do that. He has to like go go smaller and able to get the big the big guy. Yeah, yeah. And we see also that Mike is forced to have sex with Lucille. And apparently, Lucille abuses him in some crazy ways that we don't want to go into and know about. But he was not having it. He was not.
2: He was freaked out.
1: He did not want to be with Lucille.
2: He, he goes, "There's blood. There's blood." Oh blood. my god! And
1: then that Shave, was a little, a little intense. I was like, I was like, what?
2: You were shocked. Then you sort of looked at me and go, "Huh?"
1: I was like, "Huh? What's happening?"
2: And then Sha's go "Shafe's is like, grow up. You're going. You're a snitch, and you get to have sex with." You yeah. know the the former. What is she? The former. She's a, the, underworld, the queen bee of the queen bee of the
1: the peach peach pussy. cat. She's done yeah. a great job. And
2: he's like your life's not that bad, and he sort of looks terrified. Oh, now. he was
1: not having it. And even <laughs> in the scene where it was all going on, he was like the scaredest, scariest cat I've ever seen. <laughs>
2: <But> <laughs> he, he looked like a deer in headlights oh, when yeah. she went to have sex with him again, and she put him against the wall. He looked like a twelve-year-old kid, sort yeah. of shaking. And then she's like. It reminded me of a Game of Thrones scene. Really? But then she's like, now I want you to hurt me. And I didn't like of a sudden, that. And then all of a sudden he perked up.
1: I didn't like that at all. <laughs> the uh, the, all right, move, moving on from the that. The twisted minds. Yeah, yeah. So so we we go into seeing Ken and Charlie right away after that. And basically, Ken's telling, Ken's telling Charlie that he dug up the body, that the body's gone, the tracks are gone, there's no paper trail, the cops won't be able to find her. If they go back, it's just going to be rocks. And so basically, he he did his he did his thing. He he dug up the body. And he says, "Now you have nothing on me. Now you can't you can't haunt me." Basically,
2: was, this was an interesting conversation because Ken started out like he always does, which is being the aggressor, the assertive, saying, mm-hmm. "All right, I moved the body. You don't know where it is. The body doesn't exist. You have nothing on you me. You have
1: nothing on me now."
2: And then then Manson's like, "Kenny, I love you. Calm down. All the psycho babble."
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then. Ken changes, and he almost he confides in Charlie. They like start chatting and just start chatting right. about life. And he says, "I love you, I love you." And he going Ken, just being the moron, he is, gets sucked into the psycho. Well, he tells babble. him that
1: later after they.
2: It was no. was in the same conversation. He started saying, "I love you." When I love you. I love you. When he's outside, okay. And
1: oh, you're right. You're right. You're right.
2: And I, and that leads to them again sleeping together. But mm-hmm. again.
1: Well we we kind of see a really weird side of Ken because we obviously know that Ken is you know getting kind of crazy and he's really messed up in the head but when they're talking about the body of the girl that they killed they basically he goes, "Oh, did you did you grab her? Did you build or did you, you know, get her?" And he goes, oh, no, I got it. It is not a she. It's an it. And Ken, he he kind of seemed like it, he was a monster right there. He seemed worse than Charlie to me at that point because Charlie was like, all right, if, I mean, if that's what you want to call her, and he was like, it's an it.
2: Yeah, he's just... Which tri- is
1: disgusting. Like, he was the one that...
2: He was saying the body's so decomposed it is no longer classified as a human. But he
1: just seemed like a monster it's, it's because freaky. they obviously had everything to do with the murder of her in the first place and then they're gonna go I mean obviously he doesn't want to think about it and he's just trying to, you know, get it off his back, but it just it weirdly. He's out. so
2: ambitious but then so weak, then so freaky. He's such an instinct character. I remember last week Spencer said you know, I love this actor. I've forgotten mm-hmm. his name, but he plays the part so well. Mm-hmm. And he does because this is a hard role to play because right. he's this He's, he's completely so messed tormented up and messed tormented, up in the mind yeah and you really feel that with the way he's playing this part right and charlie just knows it charlie just Sucks him right mm-hmm. in Charlie's he- so manipulative he just draws him in oh yeah and he's saying in.
1: you know I love you, I love all of you the light, the dark the the highs, the lows, everything I love you, I love you and it's just like he's a manipulative man. he's sucking him back in and he's saying, you know everyone's in this prison that they built themselves and he's he's sitting there brainwashing him like he always does. I,
2: I don't get it because just going back to when I watched the episode and I saw the real Charlie Manson, the guy's so ugly. Oh. I mean th- this guy Gethan Anthony is actually quite a good-looking guy. Right. But the real guy's just creepy. He has power. gothic.
1: It's just power over people.
2: And I'm looking at the freakish girls and some of them are quite attractive. We could see they could be attractive. But I know he's just got some He's one of the most influential people I've ever seen. Mm, I mean,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. the way he just draws people.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and so then we kind of see, you know, Sam is calling Martha and he's looking for for a friend, he's saying. And basically we find out that Martha, the, the old prostitute, she has a son named Gregory. And we didn't hear anything else about that. So I feel like that's gonna be a major key in the next episode because
2: So the prostitute that's died that Ken murdered, she had a son. Is that
1: the, the old nurse that he was talking to.
2: She had a son. Yes. Oh, I originally thought in the episode it was the prostitute that.
1: Caroline died. is the prostitute that died.
2: Okay. So Martha mm-hmm. has a son called Gregory.
1: Right. So I, we didn't hear anything else about that. So we're going to hear more about that. I'm just assuming that's
2: just going to come four episodes left. We got a we're going to find the son. We're
1: going to find the son and they're going to be like, it's going to be a big thing. I think. Yeah.
2: We got, you know, we got how We got Ken. We mm-hmm. got Sam tracking them down. We got the Republican race, Manson. It's all going to come to boom one right. head on. And I get the feeling we're not going to see Ken in season two.
1: I, I kind of agree with that I could I could I could see that I don't know
2: yeah but it's it's hodiak's just he's on the trail right he's and, on the trail and I
1: love too that we saw that hodiak really stood up for Charmaine right at the beginning when the guys were all making comments about her and how she doesn't belong here and how she's you know she's cute and all this stuff and Sam's like hey that's my daughter and they're like what do you mean that's your daughter and he's like well she's somebody's daughter and you guys should be standing up for her and you guys should be looking out for her because basically like i'm her I'm the father you're her big brothers you know like everybody should be looking out for her and not undermining her basically I
2: love that little scene it's classic David DeCoff it just oozes swag oozes coolness just the way he says he's laid back he's leaning against the he's like it's not my daughter it's someone's daughter someone's daughter daughter it doesn't
1: matter it might as well be his daughter he treats her like a daughter
2: he never raises his voice very rarely but every word he says is prevalent you know the way he conveys it it's just it's this skill he's got so I love Sam as the character right Exactly. This complex character.
1: Yeah. Again,
2: and- it's a testimonial to the acting, testament to the acting
1: mm-hmm. yeah. we've
2: seen so far.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So then we we kind of go into the scene at the Peach Pussy Cat, which we <laughs> talked about a little bit before. Love but that name. we see we see you know Mike <laughs> cooking up with Lucille, and that was you know a little a little a little intense there. Yeah, looked terrified. And Mike was not having it. He was extremely terrified, scared, did not want anything to do with Lucille. <laughs> So then immediately after this scene that we see of them doing whatever they're doing, we go into, we see, you know, a guy put up his black hood and he's all dressed in black and he comes in, uh, walks into the diner and points the gun at the cop and he shoots him. And then that's the end of the scene right there. So we didn't get into all of it after. Right away, all we saw was he points the gun and...
2: And we saw just before that... Again, the cops giving Charmaine a hard time. Who's your boyfriend? Or right. you'll be sitting back in the car with me. Or just right. Again, the 60s, She doesn't belong in the field. They had no respect for her.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So you almost left when the guy got shot. You didn't really. I didn't really feel sorry for him, even though I should have, because he was just being such a. He was just being. Such I think a, they
1: were. They were all friends, and they were just kind of messing around. She didn't seem very. Ups- well, she did seem a little. I,
2: upset. I, I thought. I thought they were getting stuck into her. I don't know. Yeah, but she. I
1: guess she did. seem She's a little- tough. She, yeah. She's
2: she's quietly tough. Or she she has to be. Or she wouldn't be in the industry. Right.
1: Yeah, she did seem a little upset now that you mentioned But that it. was a
2: little creepy. She was just like,
1: no, I do not have a boyfriend.
2: Yeah. Did you know what was going to happen when you saw the gun? Oh, did
1: when you- I saw that guy in the black, I was like, well, it was kind of funny because he, he, she was, or he was walking up like all slow, like right behind him. And Charmaine was sitting right there facing him. And I was like, how did she not see I him? thought that I too. mean, she could have, you know, just.
2: And he just pointed the gun. But she didn't see bang. him, I,
1: I guess. I guess she didn't. Yeah.
2: No, she she missed it, but um,
1: which is weird. That
2: really got the whole episode going. It got the, the whole cops episode have shot. Exactly.
1: R- yep. So then after that, we that's the end of the scene right there. We see that, and then we go into you know Brian. He wants to talk business with Lucille and all this. He he says that he clearly had issues with Jimmy in the past, and that he wants to know. He, he's asking him. He's like, "Where do I fit in in this? Like, where where am I going to come in? Basically." And uh, Charlie's guy is there, and he says. That every time he sees Brian, he's a little bit different. He's like, every time I see you, you're different. You know what? What's up with you? What's up with you, dude? Like, and so we're kind of seeing that Charlie's guy is... is Seeing that Brian is, like, kind of different. Huh, you know, so- he, he he seems like a cop to him. He seems undercover. Obviously, he doesn't know that yet, but, like, he he notices that something little is off about him.
2: No, it was observant by him. It was very observant. Well,
1: I don't even think it's that observant. I think that he totally, like, comes off as... Like, sometimes he, he just doesn't play it off well.
2: You, you, oh, you think he...
1: Sometimes I think he's super obvious. Oh, I've seen that since the beginning. Interesting. Since the beginning, when he was, like, digging through all the Charlie Manson stuff in the room. And, like, that that guy was the guy that came in and saw it happen. Like, he he's always obvious about things in front of in front of that guy
2: i wonder if they're going to start digging a little bit on brian those guys they Manson and stuff. they have to what they can discover he'll be in all sorts of trouble but um yeah it's it's interesting that they're, they're, they're onto him slightly you can feel it sort of right. building where there's going to be a slip up right but he's he's cool and composed mm-hmm. he, he gets out of situations with the right he says the right things at the tough moments. Right. Even when he had one of Manson's girls, you know, she, she was yeah. going to sleep with him and he got out of that situation. Yeah. He's been in difficult situations so many times and got out of them.
1: Got out of them, yeah. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's, but he's, his luck's going to run out soon. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's not very sneaky. I,
2: I really like him.
1: I do too. He's, he's just, he's
2: just a lot. Li- him and Sam are just likable characters. Yeah, exactly. And, and their, their, their bond
1: is growing. Their relationship. Yeah. It's, it's going. They
2: really sure. respect each other, right? Yeah. They have I, this, I, I
1: think so. Yeah. yeah
2: that I, I enjoy watching them together and their relationship. They have.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yep. And then, so then after that we go into, so we see him talking, Brian talking about Jimmy and everything and getting in with her. And then we go back to the scene of Charmaine. She's sitting in the car. She's in shock. Because she just saw the shooting happen, she was a witness and she she survived. We see the whole crime scene and everything, and basically, it was really I mean, it was upsetting, but it was sweet at the same time. When Sam, you know, brings her inside and he he's like, "Do you trust me?" He slaps her face, and then that's what gets her to start crying and let it out. He's like, "Let it out, let it out. You're okay." You know, he is a really acting as a father figure to her.
2: And he did everything right. She, yeah. she I mean. Twenty minutes ago, she'd seen a guy get murdered at point blank range, and it was very—it should have been her as well. Right. So the shock she went through, she hadn't experienced that at all before. Well, horrific.
1: Imagine or imagine see the scene that we went back to with when he when he gets shot and his head goes over, and we see all the blood spattering. (laughs) That was an amazing, amazing scene. It looked it looked great. (laughs) Like props to NBC, but it you know it. He he's going. His blood's coming out of his mouth. It's going everywhere. The other guy gets shot in the hand. Then he gets shot in the chest, and then he's he's in shock. And Charmaine's just on the ground. She doesn't know what to do. I thought that scene was amazing, and it was it, it portrayed it so well in slow mo and everything.
2: Yeah, they they did it well. I loved how Sam used all his skills to calm her down, but then but
1: then let her get everything out. And yeah. then get her to talk. And he's like, "You know what? Remember your training. We're going to go back now. You have to remember this because it, it all rests upon yeah. you. If you can't help us, no one yeah, can." She
2: had because she has no time to calm down. They right. got to get the guy. Every minute passed is closer to being unsolved. Exactly. So, you know, calm down now. Get with it. Remember your mm-hmm. training. Tell me what you saw.
1: Right. So then she she goes and tells him. She's trying to remember, and then she's like, he's white. I know it. He's white, for sure. And none of the police department is buying this. They're like, there's no way he's white. You know, he's got to be black. And it, it, you couldn't really tell in that scene. It was so dark that, like, I I wasn't sure. I couldn't really see his hand.
2: You turned to me and go, I, I, thought, I thought his it, hand was black. I
1: thought it was.
2: I, 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 the I the lighting in the
1: shadow was so dark that... But then, I mean... I. I trust Charmaine's judgment, you know. I think that she, I think that she it knows. Was, it was
2: interesting how Sam was completely convinced Charmaine was right. Maybe just because he Sam, was with her. Because yeah. Because I still would have been skeptical, too. It was Watts, a black neighborhood. Right. Police officers got shot.
1: Right. Well, but then it's, it's interesting, too, because in each scenario, there was a white police officer and a black police officer that was shot.
2: Yeah, we find, yeah, we find it out later when the two others get mm-hmm. shot that there's obviously a link. Right. That these,
1: so what do you think that's all about?
2: By? It's he wants it's the the guys are racist that shot him. He wants segregation. He doesn't want whites
1: whites and blacks to be sitting whites to together. together. So both both scenarios we see we see that well the one they're sitting at a diner together and they're you know a, a white se- man and a yeah. black man are eating together. We see that. So then their friends you know they don't like this. And then we go to the next one and we see a white police officer and a black police officer sitting in a car together and maybe. The fact that they're police officers, you know, it's kind of like you guys should be enforcing the laws, and you're, you know, we don't want you guys, out of all people, to show other people that this is okay. Yeah. For blacks and whites to yeah. be friends and sit and together. And
2: we know he's a white supremacist because we they find the like the Nazi papers in his car. Mm-hmm. So he's just he just hates. He's a racist. Exactly. He, he yeah. does not want what and he's and he's considering if a white man's with a black man,
1: mm-hmm.
2: that technically. A black man to him, as far right. as he sees it. Yeah, so.
1: and then they, they go and get Bunchy on board, the Black Panther leader. So he comes in, and we see him, and he didn't want to help at first. And then, you know, Sam's like, all right, stop talking to me like you're giving me a pamphlet here. And I Sam
2: just, did that brilliantly. Yeah. He said, he, he, brilliantly, he just said to him calmly, think about this. This is Watts. This is a black neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You guys' headquarters are a mile away. Mm-hmm. So what, the cops are angry they right. believe it's a black person, so what are they going to do? They're going to storm your place. Right. But I know, I it's, know a that white it's a
1: person. white man. So I'm. You have to help me here. So
2: yeah, exactly. You got to help me, and that got straight to him. He's like, "Oh gosh, mm-hmm. we we got. I got to. I got to find this out." Right. And they, the way Sam conveyed it to him again, subtle, quiet, mm-hmm. but straight to the point. His words last. Yeah. and I thought that was brilliant the way he did. Oh that. yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so then we go we go from that and we go back into Ken and Charlie again, our two favorite people, and we see that they slept together again. And again. and you know, they're they're kind of getting up and Charlie or Ken says Charlie's like, "Oh, who hurt you? Who hurt you?" and he was like, "You know, it doesn't matter, you know, you can't do anything to him." And basically Ken's trying to convey the fact that please, you know, don't don't share this with anybody. Don't show it to anybody that this is happening. You know, like I'm running for, for he's in this big office chair now and everything that he's been running for. And he's telling Charlie that he can't let this slip, that he can't let this come out.
2: He he wants Sam left alone.
1: Yeah, he was like, if you basically he told Charlie, he's like, if you really care about me, then you're going to keep this under wraps.
2: Yeah, because he doesn't want any more dry. He goes, this guy's close to my family. He's nearly a part of my family. Mm-hmm. He cannot be touched because it's going to. Send his whole camp. It's all about himself. It's all about him. He's very exactly. self-centered. And it's,
1: and Ken is saying he's like, I'll make sure that the cop leaves you alone as long as you make sure that nothing happens to me and my family.
2: He's such a weirdo. I just want to he's do a. Such ca- a weirdo. I want to do a character study on this guy. He's just uh, he's okay. He's so ambitious, so self-centered, so arrogant. But then again, he's so easily manipulated he's so and so weak. He's, he's sleazy. He's. Uh, I don't know.
1: I don't know. I don't know. He's just crazy.
2: <laughs> he's, he's a good character, though. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely like interesting to follow. Because every time
2: I'm drawn emotionally to someone, I get frustrated by... I know they're a good character. Mm-hmm. I know they're acting well because it's drawing me in. Exactly. And that's what he's doing. Do you? Th- how long do you think his affair with Char- Charlie's gone on? It's gone way back,
1: obviously. Oh, yeah. They've been... Well, they seem to have some... I mean... He's telling him that he loves him and that he'll do anything for him and through through this and that, through the highest, through the lowest, for everything, he's going to be there for him. And, like, it's just – that's how Charlie is with everyone, though.
2: Ever since – I think it was, like, the second episode or something, you said he's now slept with his daughter and his – So, basically, and,
1: Charlie slept with Emma and her dad. So, that,
2: that's all the it, daughter
1: and the dad have had a fair – or a relationship with the same man.
2: Yeah, ever since you said that, I didn't pick that up, even though it's obvious. That's yeah. all I think about. Whenever I, I see like them, that. whenever I see them, that's all I think about.
1: Yeah, I don't like that.
2: No, it's not great. <laughs>
1: that's not cool. <laughs> no.
2: And and that must go. When does, does that go through Ken's head? Like my daughter's also. Ken just with? doesn't
1: give a. You know, he just doesn't care. <laughs> Ken's concerned about himself and himself only.
2: True. <laughs> true. Every, everything else is.
1: I mean, I do think that out. he cares about his his daughter and his wife. Like he cares about it, but in the end, it's it's. Yeah.
2: I think he'd pick the campaign over his daughter.
1: He did pick the yeah, campaign over his much. daughter. That's what we saw last week is he went up to her and he said, you know what emancipation is, right? Like, basically get out of here because I'm not dealing with this anymore because I don't want my campaign to go down.
2: We didn't see Grace in this episode, too. Oh, poor Grace. Yeah. I'm, just,
1: I'm not really that mad about it. I, think, didn't see I think she's attractive. Yeah, she's beautiful. Very, but she's just very she's great crazy, to look too. She's on the TV. Yeah, but she.
2: Spencer said she's, she's kind of a pain in, in the life. booty. Yeah, I know she's right? weird.
1: <laughs> I don't know. She,
2: she, she, every time she's in an episode, it causes conflict all around. Yeah. Sam starts drinking heavy. Ken loses his mind. Emma goes crazy. Cutler gets involved. Grace
1: just needs to get out the She's picture. She's got like
2: five people she, to get out she has picture. on a leash there.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then we go into you know we see that at, fir- at first the one officer had died on the spot and the other officer was in critical condition. Then we go in we see that the other officer has died. Yeah. So everyone in the office is going crazy. Everyone's like, we're going to find this. We have to. We have two officers in our office that are dead. Like, let's let's do this. And then we see the one guy in the office just come up to Charmaine and just rip her to shreds. He's like, you don't belong here. What are you doing here? You think that you can actually be with these guys? He's like, you were the one that should have died. All these these two officers died for you, and you should have been on the ground. Like, why aren't you dead? You shouldn't have even been there in the first place.
2: No, I just wanted someone to hit him in the stomach so he couldn't breathe because he was overweight.
1: It was. (laughs) I just wanted
2: someone to just crack him.
1: It was just unreal, though. Like, he's like, you know, two good men got killed, and you're still here. Like,
2: did do they, do they, he not think, I guess, back there, what Charmaine had just been through?
1: No, he doesn't she care. She just
2: watched two colleagues. She's nicely having lunch with one second. Next second one is blatantly it's shot It's not in her the fault. Head. She's
1: going to have lunch with these guys. He just, he just needed someone to take it out on and...
2: They, 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 weren't, they, were diving, they were working. They were on, right. a, they were on a drive-by. Well, he,
1: it's just the fact that she's a woman. He doesn't want her there in the first place. No, just he, because she's a woman, and, it doesn't matter.
2: And how another sexist, chauvinistic pig in the police force, right? Right.
1: Well, I mean, it seems like most I, of them are.
2: I thought Brian was going to hit him. Brian calmed him down. Brian sort of grabbed him.
1: And then Sam kind of pushed so, him away. But then, I mean... I feel like the situation could have escalated a lot more, but it didn't because that's exactly when they got the phone call saying two these two other officers died. So that kind of dulled down the situation, but yeah, it was just... Yeah,
2: and that put the link to the to the white supremacist, the racist aspect of it, right. what was going on.
1: Yeah, exactly. So then we kind of go into how, you know, the oil leak, we see that the, there's an oil leak. They're looking for this guy, whoever it was, that that killed killed the officers, and then... They're looking, they're looking, they're looking, and they finally see the oil leak, and they see where, you know, the car might have gone. And they go in there and they see Glenn. His wife answers the door with her baby, and they, you know, Brian comes up with this plan saying, "Uh, who was it? Someone owed him $1,100. My
2: dead uncle said dead he uncle. owed you money. I mean, that's not a really Bible story. Yeah, they love it.
1: Hey, if someone <laughs> came in my door and was like, I got $1,100 for you.
2: The woman's just like, oh, how much is it?
1: I <laughs> mean, you would think it, yeah, if it just came at a random time, it'd be different. But, like, this guy just shot all these people, and then this guy's going to come to his door. Like, wouldn't he be suspicious? No,
2: like, I thought that. He was
1: suspicious the whole time, though.
2: Yeah. But, uh, the whole time yeah. he was,
1: you know, tapping his nails and, like, going real quick to try to get his wallet back.
2: Yeah, but a guy that's gone around murdering people, a random guy comes, says you're owed money, just, it's... D-
1: well, his wife's obviously Red in legs. on this, right? Because she... She
2: knows about it. She
1: knows about it, because she was really weary opening the door, you know, the baby in her hand, and then... We find out, you know, when, when when Shafe goes to start pull his gun, and she's like, he has a gun on him, and she pulls a gun.
2: Yeah, we knew she knew about it uh, as soon as she opened the door. She sort of peeped her head through right. and it was very wary yeah. of people.
1: Yeah, and so basically at the front door, you know, Brian drops the money. He does this on purpose so he can, you know, give give a look over to Sam. Yep. And so he gives a look to Sam, which cues him to go in the back, take a look while he goes inside. He sees the car. He sees the red streak on it. He sees everything is falling into place. And so he just goes up to the, to the house. Goes in, comes there in perfect timing, right? Pulls his or he he grabs the wife and pulls his gun. It's the only way that's going to get you know Glenn to put his down.
2: Yeah. Did 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 Shaf make a mistake there? Was he not aware enough of the situation Did his chair was see through? You could see the gun coming out the back. I don't know. I know for us it's not really because, but for a police officer, should he be aware of all his well, he shouldn't surroundings. Have, they were
1: saying at the end that he shouldn't have pulled his gun before identifying who he was.
2: Yeah. So. In the, the case was nearly blown. They, they came in illegally. The case, pulled, yeah. The, the case was nearly... Which made me keep thinking how... Up until 20 years ago, just how hard is it to get a murder conviction? Because mm-hmm. right now, every murder case comes down to DNA. Right. You're done. You leave a little bit of hair, you're convicted, your DNA's a match, bam. Boom, yeah. But 20 years ago, no DNA. Mm-hmm. So you had to... And, you really know, you're, guilty, you're innocent proof. to proven guilty. So you've had to... It's so easy to get away with murder back right, then. Right, right. Which is another reason why the cops were so panicking. They're like, any more time we waste, this guy mm-hmm, goes. Mm-hmm. We, we got no witnesses.
1: Well, Sam and uh, Brian were getting in trouble there because they were like, you guys did an illegal search. You know, you didn't have a warrant. And uh, Glenn here is claiming that this stuff isn't his, this car isn't his, you know, or the car is his, but someone stole it and then he found it a couple blocks away and didn't report it to the police, whatever. So basically... And he doesn't have a report.
2: No, He was clearly guilty, but he had enough excuses um, to get off in the the court of law. But then
1: Sam doesn't have a report. So (laughs) he goes and he wants Charmaine to lie about it. And Charmaine is not cool with that. But then she becomes on board with it just because they're like, are you one of us or are you not one of us? And she kind of leaves her morals behind. And he he said, are you going to stop trying to be one of us or are you just going to do it? And she's like, I'm going to do it. And he's like, okay, well, you better prove it.
2: So again, Sam always gets things solved in an unconventional, this time illegal right. way,
1: mm-hmm.
2: he had to do this to Charmaine right. because he had to speak frankly to her or she wouldn't have done it, mm-hmm. and there was a sense of urgency because if this guy's back on the loose, mm-hmm. more cops were going to die. He's right. like, look at us. More are gonna die unless you lie, Mm -hmm. and this is the first time we've actually seen him really fire up. Fire,
1: yeah, he was fired up. He
2: knew the sense of urgency, and he knew he'd made a mistake. Mm -hmm. But he got the guy. No one else would have got the guy Mm -hmm. but Sam. Right. But he didn't do it the right way, of course. Exactly. Sometimes it's hard to do things the right way. So
1: because he just wants to get a, he wants to get put put them away, regardless of what it takes. And it's funny because you know the DA comes up to him and he's like, "If I found out anything, I found out that she's just as good of a liar as you are," and he doesn't. Care they they slap high five or whatever he pats them on the back and they go their way
2: I really liked that moment. He said, "He said, I know you're lying." And Sam sort of shut, chuckled, and said, "Well, you're well, never going to find." It's so like the DA. The DA said to him, "We're not going to conv- get a conviction because of this, this, this." Mm-hmm. Sam. You go sort it out, right? So Sam did sort it out, got the con- witness, the confession by Charmaine, the DA, and then he sort care. of like, oh yeah, he wants a conviction. Mm-hmm. She and he doesn't technically, so yeah, yeah, and yes, yeah, I think Charmaine had to lie. There's, she, I mean, she's under oath, I know, but that guy was going to walk free.
1: Exactly. I don't <laughs> know. I don't know what's right in that situation.
2: But What did you th- when she said to Sam? What she said to Sam is that's yeah. a low blow.
1: Yeah, so he she basically said, you know, my my father growing up was a drunk. He smelled of booze every night, blah blah. And she goes, you know what you smell like to me? Home cooking.
2: And she also said, but charming as well. He was a drunk. He stunk of booze, but he had this weird charm about him.
1: Yeah, and she goes, you know what you smell like home cooking. And she sort of paused
2: before she said, home cooking. You know what you smell? Home cooking. You would no longer be in the police force if Sam wasn't there. You wouldn't have survived. He's been she your has biggest a right, supporter. Though.
1: Yeah, I, I know, but I feel like she kind of has. She didn't want to lie. Charmaine doesn't want to leave her morals behind.
2: I'm not, but, but it, she
1: wants to be a police officer that bad.
2: Can you imagine if she didn't lie? She would be out. They they would. She'd be gone.
1: I don't know. If she wants
2: to stay in the industry, she's got to do some yeah, that's pretty immoral stuff. It, I know it was part of the decade, of the year yeah. they lived in, but I know Sam has been nothing but good to her. I'm Sam sure.
1: tries to help. He tries to help her in any way that he can. He has a soft spot.
2: I think a little bit of a low blow on her behalf. Yeah. Just the,
1: <laughs> I don't know, I kind of liked it.
2: But then again, She is messed. She did watch a guy get shot in the head. So yeah, yeah, she's right.
1: Exactly. We can't blame her for anything.
2: I don't really think. Did Sam take offence to it? Really? No. Sam's got thick skin. No.
1: Sam. Yeah. He he gets it.
2: Yeah. He's he's pretty cool about everything. Really.
1: And it's still Christmas during all this. Like. I, this is like the worst time for all this stuff to happen. Like that sucks. It's Christmas and everyone's just sad and yeah. dying.
2: Yeah. It's just life of a police officer there in the sixties. Yeah. Just life of the people in the sixties. There
1: you go. And yeah. then setting up in our last scene in this, in this episode, this crazy episode, we see Charlie Manson and Sadie sitting in the bar and dropping LSD into Sam's drink.
2: Yeah, so, so that's setting us the up the for some
1: craziness next week.
2: I like that little that whole last scene because it's, it felt Christmassy. He had yeah. the Christmas dream. But
1: poor Sam is sitting in a bar on Christmas <laughs> by himself, like drinking a martini.
2: It's. I think it's just you don't feel sorry for him though because it's just who he is.
1: But he doesn't. He doesn't seem. I don't feel sorry for him because he just doesn't seem to care. He's like you know. He, he doesn't
2: care, and he gets. He's. He. He. You know, he gets. He's in relationships. He loves women. He gets it when he needs yeah, it. He, yeah. he just chills by himself. He's hanging. I can't believe you didn't see Charlie. Oh, Charlie was he there. didn't see Charlie? Was, Charlie was there to be seen. I guess he well, was. No, relaxing. I feel like he was
1: kind of hiding in the corner back there. He was hiding.
2: Yeah, yeah, but that's. Uh, now I'm a bit nervous. Like, Sam's. Well,
1: Sam's going to be like. He's going to do something stupid. Messed up because yeah. he's going to sip on that whole thing. He's going to drink the whole thing. He's going to be real messed up and loopy. And uh, Charlie's going to do something to him.
2: Yeah, so then, start of the next episode, I guess we're going to go straight into it. Was Brian at the. Brian wasn't there.
1: Mm-mm. And At the, the lights? Bar?
2: I thought I saw him, but N- I didn't see him. No, it, it was just Sam. It was just Sam. Yeah,
1: as, yeah, yeah. So no one, no know. one
2: knows. Sam's in a bit of, sound. No. I He's going to do Something's something gonna stupid. Happen. Cause you we know how he is when he drinks heavily.
1: Right. All right. Well, let's get into predictions then with that. You ready? What do you think? Waiting for
2: a little noise of oh, that thing. I love that thing. Predictions.
1: predictions. Oh. What are you thinking,
2: guy? The obvious prediction is leading on from the episode. Sam's going to do something stupid towards Manson again, or towards somebody. Mm-hmm. Brian might get involved again, but this time might hurt his cover. Mm-hmm. I think so. But um, just going outside of the box, we haven't seen Sam's son for a while. Right, that's sort of True. that's sort of cooled off. And that's become such a big part of the series. Mm-hmm. He's gone AWOL, and he's threatening to tell the media. Mm-hmm. There has to be an episode on that coming well, up. We
1: didn't see Grace. We didn't see Walt. We didn't see Emma. We didn't see a lot of people in this episode. Oh
2: yeah, we didn't even really see Emma. No, I think, I think something. Sam's going to be in a very tough situation soon. That's my sure. prediction. and not to do with Charlie. To do with his son. His son's going to tell the media. He's going to do something, and. It's not gonna be good.
1: I think that Charlie is gonna beat up Sam just as bad as he was beat up. Do you he's think? gonna get messed up. He's he's drugging him. Like he's <laughs> gonna be on these crazy drugs by himself in a bar. Like Charlie's gonna like take him away to some weird place or like do some crazy stuff to him. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I'm more worried I'm kind of that Sam will beat up Charlie's people to death. Nearly, but <laughs>
1: Sam's gonna be drugged and out of his mind. Yeah. He's not going to be able to, you know, throw punches. I just to can't imagine punches.
2: Charlie throwing punches. He seems – he gets other people to do his dirty work. That's true. He, he might get the his right-hand man. What's his name? You know, the guy.
1: The guy. Forget his name. We, yeah, I don't so, – <laughs> the guy. So yeah. that's your prediction? Charlie, that's Sam's going
2: to have a few bruises? He's next have to have
1: yeah. Exactly. Interesting.
2: Exactly. Now, I'm actually looking forward to next episode now because he's full of LSD. Exactly, I mean, who, yeah, you, yeah. You've yeah, got to get be, excited when he's drugged cool. up like that, right? Oh, for
1: sure, Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. We had a blast talking about episode nine of Aquarius called Why. Can't wait to see what happens next week. So make sure you subscribe on YouTube, SoundCloud, everywhere you can. We're so happy that you guys joined us tonight. I'm your host, Paige Bonanno. You can follow me on all social media Twitter, Instagram, everywhere at Paige Bonanno. And
2: I'm Guy David. Talk to me on Twitter at Guy and a Girl Show. I need some friends. I need people to interact with.
1: All right. Thanks so much, guys.